Hello and welcome back to episode number five of the International Greenkeepers Fire podcast. Now some keen listeners might have noticed that this episode isn't following the usual end of month release. This is because I've introduced a mini episode from our usual formatting. Now I've done this because I realised when listening back over the podcast that I haven't really spoke about myself much and uh, I wanted to let you guys know what I've done and how I've got to where I am today. So as many of you already know, my name is Bradley Tennant. I grew up in a small village in the city of Newcastle under Lyme, which is located in the West Midlands of England. I left school in 2012, just turning 16 without an idea of what I wanted to do. Wasn't sure what career I wanted to take up or where I really wanted to go with it. So I turned to a local training provider called Project Management Training, PM Training for short. At the time, they offered a wide variety of taster courses, starting with basic level ones. Of course, I decided to take part in every one of the courses at the time. Um, I think they had, there was gardening, decorating, painting, bricklaying and joinery. There might have been a few more, but I can't quite remember. And then I just finished my assessments when two opportunities come up for apprenticeships uh, with local gardening companies. I decided to apply for them both. I received an interview for both companies but they both chose different applicants. I was a little disappointed, but I continued to search. And uh, I think it was about a month later, the second company got back to me called Nature's Way. Their successful applicant at the time decided the job wasn't quite for him. And they then offered me the job if I wanted it. I was doubtful, but I decided to take the opportunity with both hands and ended up spending three years there. I was looking after commercial and private properties, amenity lawns, garden areas, got involved with many different projects from turfing, landscaping and uh, we even did some gritting over the winter months which I can tell you is, that's that's a hard job. You know, my time at Nature's Way was definitely something I look back on fondly. I'd uh, never changed where I came from. It's got me to where I am today. I still do keep in contact with my old boss Dan and I meet up regularly when I'm in town. Now while I was working at Nature's Way I uh, started studying, well actually firstly I studied my level two and then I studied my level three in amenity horticulture and I went to Rob Baston College for my level three uh, or South Staffs College for those that know it as that. So it was during my time there at the college was when I was speaking to my tutor and I spoke about um, wanting to go into greenkeeping potentially one day. And she actually pretty much got back to me straight away and says, hey, you know, there's a job going at the Balfour if you're interested as a greenkeeper. Uh, I can put you in touch. And so I couldn't really say no to that sort of opportunity. To work at the Balfour Golf Resort as assistant greenkeeper in my eyes was a dream. Even while golf was a sport that I never really considered before. Now, I've always been a football man. And for those upside down or across the water, soccer man. I grew up with it, I watched it, I played it basically every day of the week during school and college. Still, I knew this was an incredible opportunity to take, working at the top level of golf at the Balfour, unbelievable. I certainly learned a lot about sports turf while I was there, particularly the growing in of bent on power greens. At the time, all of this was completely foreign to me and I remember the first time that I looked at a golf green and went onto it and I thought, this is a carpet, I'd never seen anything like it before. I've come from amenity lawns, hedges, plants, shrubs. So to see sports turf like this was really something else. It's often overlooked how nice it is to have new machinery too. And the Balfour had the luxury of the budget, which means we had the chance to use state-of-the-art machinery, tools and management methods. This for me as well was also the first time that I got to work in a big team because everything before that was either me and the boss or me and just a couple of guys. I think at the Balfour we think we had about 35 staff. Uh, looking after the three courses and four practice greens, five practice greens. So 
There were plenty to do, but there was plenty of us. For me at the time, I felt like this is what I needed. I needed to learn from others, so I needed to be around a big group of people. So I could talk to them, really, and uh, take in what they'd done and the places they'd worked and develop a bit more. One moment that i never forget is uh, being sat in the same marquee tent with Pep Guardiola after the 2016 Icons of Football Golfer Tournament at the Balfrey. And uh, better yet, we were actually sitting overlooking the 18th green on the Brabazon Court, so that was, uh, that was definitely a highlight in there. After this, due to personal reasons, I left Birmingham and moved to Nottingham. I continued to work at the Balfrey, travelling down, uh, only for about two or three weeks actually, before an opportunity presented itself to work at the University of Nottingham, looking after the sports fields. Uh, so I went down, had a look, um, you know, thought this, this is something that I can do, and you know, it's something interesting. Uh, I get to work in all different kinds of sports, not only um, sort of football, rugby, but things like baseball, softball, uh, frisbee, that was an interesting one. I remember one time marking out about 30 frisbee pitches in a week uh, with just two of us. So that was, uh, that was an eventful time. Yeah, so after the uh, opportunity presented itself, I, um, I applied, uh, got the job, took it. Uh, I didn't end up staying at the university for long, uh, but I'll explain why later. But over the seven months I was there, uh, I, I enjoyed my time at the uni. Uh, Greg and Pete, my uh, two superiors at the time, looked after me and we managed uh, two sites. One was huge, one was about 40 hectares and uh, you could fit some football fields on that. I think there was about 32, 32 33 football fields and the other site could had about six or seven so you can imagine with a team of about six people for both sites that we were, we were pretty busy all the time. But a lot of jobs to get left behind. Uh, so we were only able to mow and mark a lot of the tigers. And we did also have an artificial field and a bowling green to look after as well. And they had jobs in themselves. But yeah, it was busy times, but I loved it. Overtime was flowing and the job was enjoyable. I worked with a lovely group of lads. And I've now worked at two universities and definitely recommend it to anyone that wants to get into multi-sports. So during my brief stint at the uni, I was put in contact with the head groundsman Ewan at Nottingham Forest. Uh, one of the guys that I worked with at the uni used to work at Forest and he said there's a job coming up, are you interested in doing it? And of course, this being my beloved football, I couldn't really say no, football was everything to me really. Uh, but football has its bubble and working at a football club, you become part of that bubble and it's weird that your whole life revolves around it, home and work. And of course, for me, one major benefit regardless of the team was Nearly every weekend you get paid to watch football, to sit there and to get to watch the game in the best seats in the house. After the game, we would stay, repair, brush debris from the field two to three hours after the final whistle, even on weekdays. Uh, yes, we worked 13 to 16 hours on match days, perhaps not the best for social life, but what the heck. I could live the football life. In England, not many clubs use ride-on machinery to look after the stadium pitches, uh, sometimes for the training grounds, but it's... Um, it's unrealistic to look after them by hand. Everyday hand mowing, pro coring or everyday hand mowing, pro coring or maintenance short of corrowing was basically done by pedestrian powered machinery. Even the spraying, we had a little pedestrian power sprayer. I didn't mind this though because for me it was you were getting you were getting to exercise at work. You know, it's uh, it kept me fit and healthy. Something I really enjoyed was using the Dennis mowers. Uh, they were treating themselves. 
they took a bit of getting used to, and uh, they're a beast. They will pull you. After a couple of days of using them, you know, I, can't, I really enjoyed them. Got to do a couple of the straight edges as well. Really, uh, really evolved in my short time there. I'll say short time. It was about a year and a half. Yeah, to work at a place like Nottingham Forest, two times European champions. I stood on the same field with the likes of Peter Crouch uh, from Stoke City. How unbelievable was that? So while I was at Forest, I was actually in contact with one of my close friends now, Daryl Davidson from Sydney University in Australia. Me and Daryl got speaking over several months and the opportunity came up to come over to Australia and uh, work with him at the university and see what they had going on. So of course, that was a brilliant opportunity and I took it. Who wouldn't want to swap working in the cold rain for those 30, 40 degrees, sunny days, living two, three miles from the beach. I've loved every second of my journey here in Australia. Daryl has taken me to meet some fantastic people as well and taught me the art of preparing and maintaining cricket wickets. This has been the best working experience of my life and I really recommend it to anyone that can make it out here to work. I promise you, you'll never look back. But back to the cricket, um, yeah, it's... A whole new thing for me for my background working in rugby golf football soccer for you guys um being able to be in and around cricket but not have the pressure of working at say at uh, lords it's nice to to learn it at my own pace and it's been a real experience i've learned a lot and i just mentioned it there but some of the people that i've met here in australia have actually made it into previous episodes of the podcast and will be making it to future episodes the likes of Bretton Chess from Mountain View Seeds and Howard from John Deere. That's in an upcoming episode. For the conversation with Mountain View Seeds, check out episode number two. So this was just a quick insight to my career and where I currently am. So I will continue to update you and the team's adventures on future episodes. If you'd like to know more about my experiences, feel free to reach out to me. You know where to find us. Social media, our website and all the links available below. On a side note, just before I go, I can't emphasise more of the importance to keep learning, especially if you're aiming to become the best you can be. I'm actually in my seventh year of my study since leaving school and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I've just signed up to my level five for the with the IOG. Uh, it's an online course and I'd definitely recommend that. Even if you have to sacrifice £100 or $100 a month to pay for it, it'll be more than worth it in the long run. Trust me. And once again, if you'd like to be on the podcast or have any ideas for future episodes, be sure to get in touch via social media, email or our website. Again, all the links are available below. Please like, follow, subscribe and let me know what you think. This podcast is for you greenkeepers and I want to make sure that you're happy with it. Until next time, all the best.